0: Welcome to Move Wild Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Clapson. The aim of this podcast is to explore, learn, and spread the message of rewilding and natural movement so that we as humans can live in more alignment with our nature and reclaim what it means to be fully alive. The modern world has stripped away so much that used to nourish our mind, body, and soul. This podcast will help illuminate how we can reclaim and restore our innate, wild, capable, and strong spirit. Thanks for joining me on this journey. Welcome back to another episode of Move Wild Podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. So today I have an episode lined up for you guys, a conversation that I recorded with Adam and Vanessa Lambert of Be The Wellness. So Adam and Vanessa Lambert, are the co-creators of Be The Wellness, an innovative coaching company focused on body, mind, and experience. Known for their award-winning retreats, the Lamberts are committed to helping people experience the transformative power of adventure at their highly curated events hosted all around the world. Committed to creating a powerful community, Adam and Vanessa invite you to join their tribe where total inclusion, love, and fun reign supreme. This was a really enjoyable conversation. I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys think, so let's jump into it. And I'll catch you on the other side for what's going on with me. So welcome, Adam and Vanessa Lambert. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today.
1: Yeah, thanks for having us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So to start with, I'd like to kind of get a little bit of your backstory and what led you guys to start Be The Wellness? What were some of the things in, that inspired you and influenced you uh, to start and you know go along on this journey?
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Well, I think for both of us, like we both had athletic backgrounds. We both had love of sport. We both were, um, you know, pretty active as kids and teenagers and even into competitive sports and stuff like that. So I think for us, it was kind of just like a natural love of movement, which led to a curiosity and a commitment towards how we nourished ourselves and sort of, you know, what levers we could pull in order to kind of eke out a little bit more performance and whatever we were up to. And also just, you know, I think both of us had pretty uh, hippie parents who were into healthy foods and, you know, just kind of came at it from that sort of a zest for living a healthy life on all levels. And I think at some point it just felt like, hey, we've been doing this a really long time. (laughs) Yeah, totally. <laughs> and um, and it was kind of just like a natural progression for us to sort of go, all right, well, we've been in the student phase for really most of our lives. And I think it was, um, you know, it was about, I guess, six years ago now when we started our company where we just really felt like it was time to take all of the knowledge, all of the years of cultivating our own practice, all the years of really cultivating the wisdom and sort of the know-how in order to kind of create our own health and well-being, and really go into that teacher role and start to pay it forward. To be quite honest,
0: yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, um, and so you you started be the wellness six years ago. How would you say like it's changed and evolved? What are some of the things like? What were some of the things that you came into it with that you wanted it to be, and how has that vision changed and evolved over the past six years?
2: <laughs> um. Well, a lot, <laughs> so, you know, a, a big piece of the, the kind of impetus for this whole thing was, you know, Vanessa was doing coaching for Mark Sisson, the primal blueprint was like, had started his kind of executive coaching platform and we needed a place, you know, it, she was so good at it. <laughs> like ultimately it's what it came down to is that like after about three months, people were super squared away and didn't need that high, super high level of coaching anymore. And so we we created Unveil Your Wellness, this you know the the program that we kind of run everybody through in the in the beginning of all of this, as like a follow on, like once you're kind of dialed in, you know. And our original tagline was like, okay, you've gone paleo, now what, you know? And it was really about. Um, taking people who had made that first leap and had you know, gotten themselves kind of squared away and then just moving the ball forward and continuing to progress and fine tune and individualize their you know, diet and lifestyle and exercise and all of that to, to kind of out of the one size fits all realm and into something that was a little bit more specific. And so that was really where it started, you know, and then that community that we that we built there started to like self-identify. You know, we were be the wellness, and they started calling themselves bees. And then it, oh, our our online community became the hive. And it really like a lot of it from that perspective grew really organically. And so it was just a matter of us kind of being like, wow, you know, so we have this cool network of people all over the world. You know, literally everywhere. It seems like there were there were people, and we're doing this awesome bit of online training. Well, what would be even more fantastic is if we could bring this community together. And so that was kind of the impetus for the beginning of the, the in-person retreats, our transformation retreats. And, you know, and then I guess the long story short, it's been kind of a constant evolution mm-hmm. of the things that we found to be really important, the things that were resonating with our audience, and then kind of, you know, what's the next thing? <laughs> you know, what, what, what seems like fun now, you know?
1: Yeah, and I think actually it's, it's really important to kind of land on that fun piece because in the end, I think what we really, a, a big way that it's changed is it's gone from being, you know, Adam mentioned being paleo and, you know, we came from the CrossFit background and came from Rob Wolf's gym, who's the author of the Paleo Solution. So we had a lot of ancestral background and sort of upbringing. But as we got further and further into our own journey and further into cultivating our community and our audience, we started really shifting away from being so rigorous and being so about um, the regimen of it all, and really being about an effervescence for life and a fu- and a playfulness. And you know, what is what is it that you want to do with your health and fitness? Because at the end of the day, it's great if you work out, it's great if you train, but like, what are you doing it for? What's your why? And, what is your purpose? And for us, it was like, well, we want to go climb to Machu Picchu, or we want to go raft in New Zealand, or we want to, you know, we wanted to do things with our physical experience that was sort of an indication of all that we'd trained for. And so for us, it just became way less about, you know, being so regimented about what you ate or how you ate or how you trained and more about like, well, what is important to you and what do you want to do with your life and how can we help support that?
2: Like what's the outcome we're shooting for?
0: Yeah. I love that. I really love that idea of, of putting our health to good use, like not just thinking about health as uh, that as the end game, but also actually using that health, like cultivating the health, but then using it and and having these cool experiences. And I love, like, like hear a bit about that journey where did you start doing the retreats how have they evolved because I, I I think you guys started just doing them in the US and then now you're doing them more internationally and, and what are some of the different places that you've been to with those retreats
2: yeah so the the very first retreats that we ran were actually when still when Vanessa was working for for primal we well she launched these things called the primal luxury retreats where we ran out this big mansion in Malibu and people had come and we'd, you know, kind of give them the, the down and dirty of everything that we thought was important from a strength and conditioning and nutrition perspective. And then Mark Sisson had come and we'd have dinner and it was like this, it was this really cool thing. And we really enjoyed it. Like it was something that like that level of connection with people and the ability to just kind of dive deeply into um, everything that we thought was important. And in a, in like a setting that was not like going to a conference. You know, I mean, we we really liked the idea of talking to people conversationally over meals and out on hikes in the morning and and you know, just really building in the knowledge sharing into, you know, a, a way that I think humans communicate better, which is, you know, standing next to each other and not standing face to face, you know. <laughs> and so we really we kind of took that ball and ran with it. And and I think our first retreat though, that was once we once we kind of branched out on our own with that, our very first retreat was actually in Costa Rica.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah. it
2: was international, but then, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think for us, it was just kind of like we'd cultivated an audience and a community that was sort of steadfast enough that we were like, hey, actually, you know, we've, we've done these deep dives. We've done a lot of learning. Like, let's take the show on the road. Like, let's pick a location where, again, we can get to using this physical aptitude and we can get out there and start using some of this, Um, this energy and this life force that we've been cultivating. And so we started in Costa Rica, which is near and dear to our hearts. And we've spent a lot of time there. And then, you know, year on year, we just kind of started adding bucket list locations. So we, you know, would add Peru and then we added New Zealand and then we did an African safari and now we're doing Iceland. And it just started to be a way that, you know, we could have a physical filter and a nutrition filter on the experiences that we were having, but we are also checking off these really bucket list, you know, experiences that so many people would like to have in their life. And so when you pair the two together, it's like, awesome, I'm going to have great healthy meals, I'm going to be with like minded people, I'm going to have, you know, obviously people who are healthy and, and that kind of thing are usually pretty fun to be around. <laughs> and so it was just kind of a, a natural progression and a perfect pairing of you know the the physical and the experience.
0: Yeah, I love that. That's yeah, it's so powerful to actually have that physical experience and be around people and connect with other humans. Do you think that that's like? Do you see that as an important part of what you do? Actually, just having the physical, like human to human connection, compared to so you know so much connection these days is through technology do you you guys like yeah do you see that as an important part of these retreats and just getting that kind of connection
1: yeah a hundred percent like you know it's one thing to have your online friends but it's a totally different thing to go and share a really life-changing experience and so we see people go from you know the first day of like showing up and kind of not knowing each other to becoming lifelong friends and then looking forward to seeing each other at you know different events and it's like we have clients and people who have been with us now who've literally gone, they can go anywhere in the world and know that they have a friend there or someone that, you know, is what has been in our community that maybe they've been on a trip with and that they can go visit. They can go stay in their homes. It's just like, it opens up this whole new paradigm for having a global community that has been, it was not something we totally anticipated, but it was been a beautiful byproduct of these experiences.
2: Yeah, for sure. And then the other piece of it too, is that like our, I mean our online community is super tight, but there's no doubt that once people have met each other in person, then that online connection that they have is, is so much stronger. And it really, I mean, it, it makes such a massive difference. And I mean, honestly, I think that's gonna be the direction that a lot of things go, right? There's there's now with all the weird stuff going on in the world, you know, there's gonna be these all right, we're gonna get everybody together and they're gonna meet and then they're gonna maintain their relationship online. And maybe they get together, <laughs> you know, once yeah. a year or something. No, but it's a super powerful way of, of connecting. And like Vanessa was saying, it's you know, it's it's built uh and maintained several um uh, just amazing friendships you know we're, yeah. we're always so stoked to see you know we'll see something pop up in one of our social feeds of one of our you know bees going to visit another bee in another country and you're just <laughs> like hey, this is so cool yeah
1: and i think that like you know it the cool part about it now is that there's almost this layered effect where there's been people that have been with us you know since the beginning And then there's people that have maybe just joined in the last six months, or maybe they're brand new to our community. But because we have these people who've been around for so long, they're really great at welcoming people, integrating them. And, you know, we just did a retreat in Montana a few months ago. And I, it was a a woman who was coming to her very first retreat and she, the night before was in town early. And so we invited her to meet up with one of our one of our bees that's been with us for like this, the six years we've been in. yeah, Yeah, since the very beginning. And she was chatting with, they were chatting together about the experience. And by like the second or third day in, she was saying to the woman who's been with us forever, I totally get it. Like, I get why you've been part of this community for so long. Like, I didn't even realize how much I was missing this community connection until I got to experience it. And it was just like, it's just really beautiful to see how, you know, it's not just necessarily about Adam and I making people com- feel comfortable. It's about the whole community really welcoming newcomers in as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it just feels so natural for humans to experience that kind of community. It feels like something that we would have naturally experienced and, and had throughout most of our evolution. And it's only recently that we we don't experience it. So for many people, I imagine it would feel very uh, very right and very um yeah natural
2: yeah 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 i think that's true i think that's totally true and it's really sad but i think it's really true and it's there's just that feeling of like being home
1: mm-hmm. you know and that yeah. that's
2: something that montana especially there was something about just this amazing log not cabin i don't know the the, the, <laughs> the, the home that we rented was this ridiculous log place and it was amazing and there was something very homey about it but there was one night I think maybe the second or third night in and one of um, one of our guests was playing the piano and there's people in the kitchen, there's people lounging around by the fire and we just finished the mobility session and it was like this is like the best family reunion you've ever been to. <laughs> <Yeah>. Everybody's just <laughs> hanging out and there's all the little conversations and stuff going on and it's just such a you know, it just feels right like you said.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So so cool that you guys have created that experience and you've you've yeah, created a community around it and I feel like so many people are craving that kind of connection, and also yeah doing all those cool things um, I'd, I'd be curious to see like what you guys are doing amidst um, all that 's happening right now to maintain that sense of community uh, obviously you yeah you wouldn't be able to be running these retreats what What does that look like for you guys now and, and also moving forward
1: yeah, you know it 's been interesting because we 've obviously had to postpone a few trips that were planned and um, you know sort of shifting things around, but you know I think the cool thing. For us and for our community is that everybody just really recognizes that what is happening right now is so good for us on so many levels like this great pause has been so positive for people to get some rest to really have some quiet time to have some downtime and so I think that it wasn't really that difficult for our community to sort of turn into the positives about what's available through this right now. And we have our online programs, you know, we have our communities and different um, sort of programs that people are like, you know, the, the bigger, obviously, community, but then things that people are more focused on at different times. And so... It feels like, you know, we're all still in the house together and people just can be in different rooms focusing on different things, but at the end like we still have this beautiful house that we all live in together. And so for us it's just honestly we're not that worried. We think, you know, eventually this stuff will get back to somewhat normal. I mean, we'll be traveling again. We're still planning to do Iceland in November. Um, And so we're, we're pretty confident that things will normalize to the point where we can do our retreats again, but it's been really amazing to watch everyone in our community that it's affected and that we've had to kind of resort or reschedule just go yeah you know what I'm totally cool with actually taking this downtime and I think it's really good for me right now and we've just all kind of turned into it to be honest
0: yeah I like um, I like taking yeah that kind of positive perspective on it or having that positive perspective on it and seeing seeing what can be gained from it. I really I really appreciate that. Um, can you share a little bit maybe about the I think you recently did a retreat in New Zealand? Can you share a little bit about that? because I know a lot of my listeners will be from around like Australia and New Zealand, so I'd love to hear yeah what what that retreat was like for you guys and also whether you, maybe you'll be running another one at some point.
1: Yeah. So actually New Zealand was one we went last year and we were planning to go again this year and that was when we had to mm-hmm. postpone. So we are planning to come back. Um, and it looks like maybe we'll come hopefully in January ish. Um, but yeah, it, you know, we did the North Island and obviously I'm sure the Kiwis will recognize that we chose the North Island cause there's so many adventures there and they're so closely packed together that you can actually do it in 10 days where south island you start to get a little into the weeds it was like whoa we need like three months here (laughs) so um we chose north island which was awesome and we just loved it we kind of just like picked all of the top adventures, did uh, Tongariro, did um, Kaituna Falls, you know, uh, did the Blackwater Rafting and just, you know, pulled out all the highlights. And I think what for us being from California, New Zealand felt like very familiar and very much like home when we were saying that it was like all the best parts of California yeah. <laughs> and none of the bad. <laughs> so we, you know, we all took to it kind of like fish in water and just really enjoyed the atmosphere. We loved the people. We were amazed by the food and it just was such a positive experience. And that's of course why we chose to go back again. And we can't wait to go back. It's going to be great. And we can't wait to you know, just experience the magic. And, you know, I think what's really beautiful about New Zealand as well is the Maori culture and the influence, there's like a spiritual undertone to everything that goes on there. And we really felt that presence. And so I just thought that was such a, you know, in America, we have not done as good of a job at integrating and appreciating the native cultures. And it was really refreshing to see that presence and that love and respect. And we we really just loved it.
0: Uh, that's great. Yeah, it is, it is quite a, um, they have quite a strong connection to native culture over New Zealand, more so than many other places I've been, um, yeah. So that's, that's, that's awesome that you guys loved it and enjoyed it. And I hope that yeah, can get along have, to one of those like, trees. <laughs>
1: yeah. We have uh, clients who are like, we're moving there. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> yeah <totally. laughs>
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so you guys talk a lot about um, this idea of body mind experience. Can you touch on that? What that means to you guys and kind of how you integrate those, that concept or those ideas into, into what you do.
2: Yeah, for sure. So, um, just kind of like 30,000 foot level, right? The body stuff is, you know, the strength and conditioning and the nutrition and mobility and, and all of that just kind of taking care of our, our meat wagon, so to speak. And then the mind piece is of course, mindfulness and mindset and just our, um, yeah, you know, well, mindfulness and mindset. <laughs> it's like it's meditation is how we look at the world. It's how we interact with the people around us. And then of course, the experience piece is what we choose to do with all of that body and mind that we've cultivated right and it's and it's it's not i mean a, you know the the easy example is to look at our retreats and everything that we that we do, which is a fantastic way of exercising that kind of stuff but really it's even the experience piece comes in when you're walking in your neighborhood you know it's about it's about appreciating everything that you have physically and mentally and having the the wherewithal and sort of the, um, awareness, I guess that you're having an experience and you're creating this experience of your life every single moment, you know? And so I think for, for us, it's, you can kind of encapsulate it all into, into just increasing your awareness and the way that you interact with the world around you. Yeah, I love that. And I love that
0: you you guys integrate all of those concepts because so often I see, you know, some people just focus on the body or some people just focus on the mind and integrating all of those things makes it so much more holistic, it feels like, or I imagine that's what it would feel like when yeah. you're offering what you do.
2: Yeah. yeah, for sure. And you know, and it wasn't to be perfectly honest, like we didn't have this grand idea of body mind experience like that, that was a evolution, right? We really jumped into this thing from the body perspective, and we're looking at strength, conditioning and nutrition. And, in you know, as anybody who's ever coached people in those modalities finds very quickly that there's a lot more going on, you know, <laughs> once you start trying to figure out what somebody's eating or, or exercise behaviors are all about there's this massive mental component to it, you know, and there's, there's so many layers that need to be pulled back to look to these kind of root cause analysis sorts of, of techniques to figure out, you know, why it's so hard to pass on the last couple of chips or whatever.
1: <laughs> and,
2: you know, so that we just kind of evolved into that piece and then the same with the experience part. It was like, okay, well now, how do we, how do we show people how this looks in, on the court in the real world, you know? And, yeah, and the retreats really just kind of sealed that piece up. Yeah,
0: totally. I'd love to um hear some, yeah, some of, I guess, what inspires you guys to keep doing this work? What is your like, big why behind it? Would you say that really drives you and keeps you inspired to keep on serving in this way?
1: Mm. I think 100% it's really seeing people step into their greatness and holding the space for people to realize their highest potential. And that is really such an honor for us is to hold a space for someone to step into something that maybe they didn't know they could do or becoming a person that they didn't think they were. And, you know, we can think about moments particularly in Peru and we've done pretty rigorous hikes and we've had folks with us who maybe don't consider themselves super athletes or, you know, they don't identify. Obviously we have a CrossFit background, but many of our clients are, you know, regular type people. <laughs> and so, you know, for them to, you know get make it to the top of a mountain to a vista and and realize that they have this capacity and that they're something that there's a potential in them that is still yet to be discovered is really one of the greatest gifts that we receive and give, and so for us, it's just those moments it's mm-hmm. It's watching people just realize how truly amazing they are, and they're just one step away from realizing a new potential about themselves,
2: yeah. Yeah, I mean, that really is it, you know, there's, and you, it's, it's amazing how long you can go and work and grind and create content and do all of the things that are, you know, required of running a business like this, how long you can maintain that level of work with just one of those moments, you know, <laughs> and so when you go on these trips, and again, Peru is just such a perfect example, but we do see it everywhere there's you know and we and it's different for everyone i mean this is one of the just absolutely awesome things about working with people in this sort of retreat environment is that you you know we take care of everything right so you know you, everybody probably has that friend that's like you know when you go on vacation that person is the one who's in charge of everything and they're a little bit on edge when even when they're on holiday they're <laughs> like oh, i'm doing this and i'm supposed to be doing this we do all of that so all of that sort of internal you know, angst about what's going on gets to fall away. Mm-hmm. And under that you see the the real person start to emerge and they're, they're generally like a little happier and all of a sudden they don't have to worry about anything. So they're like more childlike for lack of a better term, in the way that this stuff comes out. up. And so then that might be the breakthrough for somebody on a trip. Like they got through an entire trip without, hand-wringing once, you know, or for another person that might be, you know, summiting 15,200 feet and just in a snowstorm. And they're like, I had no (laughs) idea I could do this, you know? And so we just, we're just so grateful that we get the opportunity to share those moments with so many people because it, it is a hundred percent what drives it. And it's, you know, it's, it's spectacular to see. Yeah. And I would just
1: add that like, I think that what Adam and I have a profound appreciation for is, is fun, like enjoyment of your life, like really just zooming out and going, Oh my gosh, like, look at this miraculous thing that we're taking a part of and why not express and interact and create and like have a beautiful experience of it and have fun with it. You know, it's like, so often we get, taken into these serious corners of our lives. And sometimes you just need some good old fashioned fun.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I totally resonate with that. And I imagine that both of you having that sense and that perspective of bringing an element of fun or playfulness into life, that would bring that out in a lot of the people that you're around when you're running these Mm -hmm. retreats.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, and that's like, you know, Vanessa and I make a really good team with this kind of stuff because she's fun all the time. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm fun, but <laughs> you can't tell, you know, so like, you have to just kind of let it all come out, but, but it yeah. does. You know? And I, I think that the dynamic that we bring often is that, you know, there's a lightness and a playfulness um, to the way that, that Vanessa interacts. I mean, and I don't, you know, I'm not a wet blanket or anything, you know, <laughs> but it's like it's just not really my I'm not the clown of the of the outfit. But what I think that I bring to the table that allows for some of that to occur is a is a sense of of safety and mm-hmm. and confidence, which is what we've heard from folks and I'm not sure why. <laughs> but I but apparently I make people feel comfortable. You know, which and good. which which is great because a lot of the things that we're doing are physically you know, on edge for some people. Right. And so having Vanessa just laughing as she jumps off a 35 foot waterfall or whatever, (laughs) and and then they look to me and I just kind of chuckle and they're like, okay, well, I guess this is just what we're doing. You know, (laughs) I I mean, if he's good with it, then I'm going to jump. Yeah. It works. It works
0: out. Yeah. I love that. I love that idea of, um, of creating space and, and taking care of all those little things that most people are usually stressing about when they are traveling, that that you guys take care of that and really create space for, I guess, people's authentic selves or, mm-hmm. or to come through and also for them to just explore and, and, and live a bit because there are all those stresses that are in the back of our mind so many times that we have to deal with and that sometimes stop us from being able to fully experience the moment.
1: Totally. Yeah. And I think, you know, we are good travelers. Like it's something we're good at. And I think some people are good at traveling. Like they know how to organize and they know how to do that sort of stuff. But for a lot of people, like that's a very stressful event. And even for people that it's not a stressful, stressful event, still just want to like hand the reins over at some point. So like we just, it's just so great that we can just take it and all you have to do is show up and and not and like we'll just point you and tell you where to go next
0: (laughs) yeah totally i love that so um i guess onto something a bit more practical what what would you guys say are some kind of non-negotiables in your daily lives that you feel that i guess would be really helpful for most people to practice in terms of cultivating a sense of vibrancy a sense of health coming from it from that perspective of body mind experience
2: So I think the, the number one thing, you know, which affects all three is, has got to be sleep and quality, quality, quality sleep. And, and enough of it for, for whatever your particular um, stress load is, you know, and that that has got to be that that's just a non-negotiable. It's, it's like Mm -hmm. it all starts with sleep and the wheels come off this wagon really, really quickly when, when we're not getting the appropriate amount or, or quality of it. So it's, It's the first place to start.
1: Yeah. And we always just say, you know, like you would think that almost like this mindfulness, because a lot of people will say mindfulness is the first thing, but without sleep, you know, it's really tough to hold the vibrational frequency of a lot of these other practices. So I would say like right after sleep would be some kind of mindfulness practice, whether that's meditation, whether that's, um, you know, moving mantras, or it's just breath work, whatever works for you, whatever you're attracted to, but something that's a dedicated effort towards bringing your mind to the present moment and cultivating a relationship with with the now (laughs) you know as cliche as that is it really is such an important thing to learn how to do and i think it's one of the reasons why our events and all of our things are the way they are is that we are helping people to really cultivate an, an experience in the moment and so if you can do that with one breath with one um You know, just one thought, you can have a full experience of being in the present moment, and so we just really encourage people to find what that is for them, and then really from there, it's just all about the way you feed and water your body. You know, the way you care for your physical being, and over the years, you know, what we've really learned, and we just actually we had our two hundredth podcast a couple of weeks ago, and we were just talking about in terms of a physical practice, it's really about finding something you love that you'll stick to. Because in the end, it's about consistency over time. And it's about just cultivating a relationship with your physicality. And, you know, as much as we have enjoyed strength and conditioning, we've enjoyed surfing, we've enjoyed all different modalities, like we always just encourage people, find what you'll stick with, find what you love.
0: Yeah, I love that. Absolutely. I, I totally resonate with that idea of, of finding what you'll stick with and finding what you love because that's, that's where you find the consistency, right? Is it, that's when you can keep something up and keep doing it is when you come to it and you actually enjoy it or find a sense of satisfaction in the practice of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, for sure,
2: and I think a big piece of that too, you know, and this was certainly our experience with with CrossFit was that a big piece of that was the community aspect, you know, and and there's a very very strong camaraderie that's built in that, um, well, at least in our gym it was, and and I think that that's like the piece, right? So if folks can find something that they're interested in doing. And then that thing has some form of community around it then that's really where you're just set up for absolute success you know and then and also recognizing that that thing might change Mm -hmm. you know i mean there was there was a time where you could not have convinced me that i wouldn't be you know trying to compete at the crossfit games every year (laughs) (laughs) and like 18 months later i was like i will never compete at the crossfit games again (laughs) you know but so uh, and that which is totally fine you just you know as you change and evolve and kind of grow through this process you would need to just keep identifying whatever that thing is that you enjoy
1: yeah adding, absolutely just adding one other thing to sort of the non-negotiables because we actually talk about eight key, eight key habits Of living a healthy life, and we really do think there are eight of them, um, which would include creativity, which would include um, what's some of the others.
2: (laughs) I'm like, what are all of our our bees? (laughs) Be sleepy, be loving, be active.
1: Yeah, so relationships, be you know, having loving relationships. Um, But I think one thing that we didn't mention was the be nourished, like the way that you feed yourself is really important. And the thing that we've really landed on is about you know, cultivating a way that you can nourish yourself, but also finding a way to be light and effervescent with it. Because, you know, for many years we were very, very strict. And I think that was a great platform for us to help sort of define our health and our well being. But I also think that it doesn't necessarily have to be so defined for everybody. And that you have to really just learn how to tune into your own nutrition strategy and you have to just be honest about, you know, what's in it for you when you're eating certain things and like, you know, just decide for yourself what the compass of that you want to navigate that is and 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 just keep cultivating a good relationship with it. And I don't think that, you know, we've gone from being like super strict paleo to like all of these things to just like, we eat as healthy as possible and we love feeling good and we love eating healthy food and we're growing a garden and we try to eat as much as our, of our food, you know, as close to home as possible and all of that stuff. But you know, there's less stress about it. There's less pressure and there's less dogma for us now. And so I think it's just important for people to find what really works for them nutrition wise as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. I definitely resonate with the idea of, of removing some of the stress because sometimes when we are, uh, like that strict with things, it can actually take away from the nourishment that we seem to get from the food. For sure.
1: Totally, totally. Yeah, I think our mindset and the how we feel about what we're eating is equally as important, if not more. I mean, it's just like... If you're eating something and thinking it's bad for you, then that's just, yeah. it's not a good recipe for feeling well about what you're creating. Yeah. yeah
2: well, and I think it's actually even been studied, right? Under yeah. like the nocebo effect, right? So if like you're eating this stuff that you, you're like, ah, this is terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's <laughs> doing something to me then, like, then it will, you know? Yeah. So yeah.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. I love that. And I also love just the broader concept of being, I guess, yeah walking that balance between being structured but also being able to change and being able to be open to the fact that you know your diet might change or what you're into in terms of movement or exercise might change and that's okay and following that and being and following your inspiration rather than following like what you feel you should do yeah
2: yes. yeah and I think you know the the thing that's just really kind of critical about you know the the long-term sustainability of a lot of this stuff you know we've kind of talked about already finding stuff that you're interested in or that you like doing or like what you can do. But that that sustainability piece is, is you know, it's so closely tied to our interests in the moment, you know, and, and what it is that we're really trying to dial in. And what I think ends up happening, and we, we've seen this a lot with folks who come into the paleo world or, or whatever nutritional strategy, but we seem to see a lot of the paleo and kind of keto folks because that's just sort of our background, but they come into it with this thing. That's like, okay, well, this is really the only way to do this. And I was, I've seen success doing this. And then when it stops working, they kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak, you know, and you see the same sort of thing happen in, in strength and conditioning. And so we really just land on this, this sort of, what's the absolute minimum that we can do to affect the change that we're looking for you know, and, and stick with what that is and only make things more complex or more strict when the results require it, you know, and, and trying to really teach people that that's a, that that's a mindset. It's like a gas pedal. You know, you can really ramp up your, you know, whatever it is, your nutrition or your strength and conditioning to get to a certain point And then you can back off again and, and understanding that there's nothing wrong with doing that. And that it's just a tool in the toolbox, you know,
0: yeah, absolutely, and cult, yeah, cultivating that that sense of adaptability and, and sense of the fact, yeah, life is constantly changing. You have to be able to adapt, and you know, sometimes yeah, change your diet or change your movement according to what your needs are.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Cool. I'll start to um, wrap things up with it. Was there anything else that you guys really wanted to touch on or share, or, or yeah, something that you wanted to touch on before we finish?
1: You know, the only thing that I I think is really important just to kind of leave the listeners with, and it's something that I really love to talk to clients about, is actually like really falling in love with yourself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we don't talk about this a lot in the health and fitness world because we think it's, you know, just about movement or just about nutrition. But actually, when you really fall in love with yourself, like who you are as a human being, it's so much easier to care for yourself. And so, you know, over the years, I just have encouraged clients to really drill down into like what's getting in between you and actually deeply caring for yourself like that, that if you can answer that question, if you can eke out whatever's in the way of you and like true deep self-love a lot of this stuff becomes so much easier and it's not as rigorous and it's not as rigid and you're not like pushing up against things that are pushing back you find that it's just a lot easier to really care for yourself and enjoy the process
0: yeah i love that i totally resonate with that that's yeah that's awesome um yeah. So thank you so much, guys, for coming on. How can people connect with you, find out more about what you're doing and get along to some of your retreats?
2: Yeah. So be the wellness.com is the mothership, mothership and that's B-E-E, like a honeybee, the wellness. Um, that's where pretty much everything lives. And then, of course, you know, Be The Wellness on Instagram, Be The Wellness on Facebook. Um, Instagram definitely tells like the best story. <laughs> so if you wanted to just go one place and see what's going on with us, um, Instagram is an awesome spot. And then of course our podcast, which is available everywhere, podcast podcast yeah. You know, Be the Wellness Podcast.
1: And again. also Be the Wellness. Yeah. Yeah. And the podcast is actually a great resource to kind of take a look at what we're into and what what we're up to and kind of gives you a smattering of all the, the areas yeah. <laughs> that well, we it's like to dive into. It's a super <laughs>
2: interesting evolution to look at, like episode one through two hundred. And you can you can kind of see the trajectory of our you know, <laughs> of our mindset on the whole thing. So that's yeah. Cool. yeah, that's cool.
0: And and how it's all evolved and how it's changed over the the years yeah i love that that's also i'll link all all those things up in the show notes but um yeah thank you guys so much for sharing and, and coming on
1: of course thanks for having us
0: thank you all so much for tuning in to today's episode so if you guys want to connect with adam and vanessa you can head down to the show notes i put links there to connect with them And you can also head down to the show notes to connect with me. I've got some cool projects coming out soon. uh, Some cool different coaching programs that I'm going to let you guys know about soon on the podcast and through Instagram. So stay tuned for that. But that's all for today's show, guys. Again, thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. If you like today's show, then please subscribe and leave us a rating and a review. It really helps with getting this show out to more people. Again, have an awesome day and I'll catch you on the next episode of Move Wild Podcast coming out on Friday.